for yeah. a moment. Getting YouTube all hooked up. Um, Good morning, morning YouTube. YouTube. Church, we love you so much. Yes. Um, and I know it's so good to have you guys on this morning with us. Um, what a, you know, usually I know Dee and I are on here and we're, we're bouncing and we're singing and uh, we're um, exuberant. But today, that's not the day. Um, we had a, this week's been crazy. Multiple. It's not just this week, but this week has drawn, I think, um, our country's attention. Um, you know, this week has been very sobering on so many levels. Uh, we've crossed over 100,000 people mm -hmm. who've lost their lives in the midst of this pandemic in a few months. Like, that's staggering. Um, <clears throat> we watched a public execution of a a man that should not have died. We are in the midst of watching the pain of the Floyd family, the pain of the African-American community. Um, we're watching our cities burn. Burn. We're watching our, we're watching pain. We're watching pain. And um, no matter what your viewpoint has been up to today, um, our goal today we want to just clarify that right out of the gate yeah. that our goal is not to respect everybody's opinions our goal is to bring the truth yes into light and that means that starting with our opinions yeah. they have to be on the table for god to revolutionize and regenerate maybe for the first time and bring life to and bring honesty to so yeah. we are here to be, to be mouthpieces of the truth of God and to not be afraid to talk about things that are difficult to find language for, for some people. And we're here to yeah. acknowledge pain and not judge that pain today, but to acknowledge it through the lens of the word of God. And not just what God says about it, but then what God says we need to do with it. Uh, amen. Yeah, and that that you know, and and here's the reality. And D, D and I are going to talk about it a little bit, but like we're in, we're we're in the midst of this. We're not out in front of it. We're not. We're we're we're, we're right here. Um, we're simultaneously learning and going through simultaneously leading. on our knees, it's, while also simultaneously leading from the front. And I think sometimes it seems like it wouldn't be okay to admit that. Um, you don't lose power from admitting the truth. Correct. If truth anything, the power of God will be found all the more if we're honest about where we have needed to grow. Yeah. So we're doing this simultaneously. Kyle and I personally are having to completely be willing to have torn down understandings, belief systems, viewpoints, vantage points, <laughs> perceptions, yeah. Um, yeah. instead of defending them, we have to be willing to let them die. Yeah. And that's what we are doing while we're leading you and encouraging you to do the same. But it's not like a gentle encouragement. It is a mandate from the spirit, spirit of, of God, God yeah. to be arrested yeah. by the truth and then to do something with it. Yeah, we, you know, um, Today, today is Pentecost Sunday. It's the day we celebrate um, the 
the spirit of God coming down. And just so you know, we had a, a beautiful text from um, Jenica, who, Pastor Jenica is on our global team. And uh, last night, church, your pastoral, your global team was up all night long, uh, taking shifts, praying um, for this country, praying for the service. And she said, uh, it was great. She said a text this morning, just said, um, I don't think it's coincidental that today on Pentecost Sunday, we need to learn to speak a new language. The spirit needs to give us new release. There needs to be a, a, a Holy Spirit movement that can bring change into everyone and healing. That's what he does. And so what a, he's so, he's so sovereign. Our God's so sovereign in all of that. So that's, and you know what? Kyle and I purposely, we, I don't know how many renditions of today we've had. <laughs> we actually had to change uh, the ink cartridge at a certain point <laughs> when we were just, we were printing and it was like, of course, yes, my font is at 20,000, <laughs> but still. Um, and the, and the point of that is that we're going through renovation after renovation of what we're going to say. But if God needed for the world to stop so that we could no longer be distracted, then so be it. Yeah. Because, you know, I was also thinking, I was like, I'm so happy that we didn't today. We're not coming back to uh, a church building for connect oh, no. because it's you true. know what we would so be true. trying to die. We would trying to be we, our, our distraction. That's what I was going to say. Kyle and I, we've been, we've been just like wrenched mm -hmm. <laughs> in this. So we prepare, we come together, we prepare, we go, we do we come apart, but we a purpose don't, like practice any of this because this needs to be authentic. So who knows yeah, yeah. what we're going to say, yeah. but, um, <laughs> yes. but I just, I think that we would have gotten lost and we would have gotten deterred in a celebration. People are still dying. People are dying for multitudes of reasons. reasons. And that's what I feel like God needs for us to get behind in our attention and in our passion. So yeah. I'm thankful that we're sitting I'm on the sofa today talking I, about I'm it. too. And, um, and so we're going to, uh, we're going to hop in in just a, a minute or two. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I just, we as a church said, happy birthday to happy birthday, uh, Andrea Willis. Andrea is part of our team. She is awesome. We happy love birthday, you. Though. You are incredible and amazing. And so many, I know so many people have been blessed by Andrea and oh, touched yeah. by Andrea and she's such a servant. <laughs> she, Me. I, I know. I know. She said something this morning. I was like, uh, tears. Uh, it, it's on her birthday, and she says something. Uh, it's just who she is. That's the yes, heart of who is. she is. And sweetie, we love you. Yes. So, uh, happy birthday! And yeah, and you know, if this is one of your first times joining us, and you're just getting to know us, welcome. Yes. Um, Thank you are you. now a part of us. Yes. <laughs> if you want to be, we're here. We're family. And if you want to tell us a little bit about your journey, a little piece of your story. Feel free to let us know who you are, and you can always send us an email yeah. at info at theconnectchurch.com. And we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And I, I'd like to, you know, if this is your first or second time, or maybe you've just kind of uh, connects newer to you, I uh, invite you to uh, the meetup, which is a, a Zoom room meeting, a virtual Zoom room meeting, uh, right, fo right following the service. It's just a chance to get the, to meet some of our global team, uh, maybe ask uh, some questions just to, just to give a chance. I know the links are up there. Um, and uh, it, we, we, can, w this is not about a church service and a goodbye. This is about how can we continue to create a community um, at this point virtually. But 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 I love that God is redefining what community looks like mm -hmm. from the bottom, like tearing everything down and working forward. So uh, we're going to let you know a little bit more about that. But 
you've been singing like a song all morning. That's uh, that's been wrenching in me, and I know it's been wrenching in you. Yeah, and I I just want to um, I don't want to focus our frustration our folk. I don't want to make us focused on frustration, focused on pain, focused on anger. These things need to be within our um our optical range. But right now, I want to focus our spirits on the name of Jesus because it is literally only the name of Jesus that is going to arrest us with the truth to the point of listening. Right. Because that's the first thing we have to do. We have to listen. We have to then be changed and then we have to act. So the only thing that has that kind of power that for good is the name of Jesus. So I just want to take a couple of moments and just focus our spirits on the name of Jesus. Speak the name, the name of Jesus. Speak the name, the name the wind and waves obey. All of heaven's coming down, fills the earth with your sound as we speak the name, the name of Jesus. We speak the name, the name of Jesus. We speak the name. The name of Jesus, speak the name, the name the wind and waves obey. All of heaven's coming down and fills the earth with the sound of the name, the name of Jesus. Father, fill our lives today, our living rooms, our hospital rooms, our break rooms, Father, with the, with, with the name of Jesus, with the spirit of the living King who died and rose again for us. Jesus, we call out on you. We need you. you. We need your presence. We need your love. We need your grace. We need your spirit, Lord God, to change us, to move us, to help us. Remove the scales and the sand from our eyes today. Let us see clearly who you are. Let us learn to love one another, Lord God, with the love that flows from the heart of our King. Daddy, all we want today is to be changed. All we want is to love you more. All we want to do is be basked in your grace and in your light and in your love and learn to love others as you've loved us. Woo us today, Holy Spirit, to the side of the Master. We need you, Jesus. We ask these things in your name. Amen. You know, I feel compelled to say one thing. Yeah, please. Um, um, our, our worship team knows this, that, you know, sometimes we make the littlest of tweaks to lyrics uh, as we present them to the body. And sometimes I'll have us change a word, even as small as like, let something or may something happen. Yes. And this morning, I just feel very pressed to speak to the white community that is with us this morning. We are so used to having an approach of let something happen, God. But this morning, 
our prayer is that collectively we may let God do something. Mm. Not let, because let puts the onus on God. Yes. But may God be permitted inside of yes. our minds and our hearts yes, good to actually good. have enough room and space to bring his spirit and his truth. So instead of us being defensive this morning, we, we need to purpose to turn our minds and our spirits and our hearts to may. May your kingdom come inside yes. of us today. Not may let, because that doesn't yes. take any responsibility within myself. This morning, church, I am coming to the table with a may instead of let. Woo. Okay. Well, there. yes. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so if you, if you have your Bibles, cause the word this, we're not coming at this with our opinions because opinions are what get us in, in trouble. We're coming at it with the word and being able to say, what does the word of God say? What's the heartbeat of God for his people today? And so if you have your Bible, open with me to Acts chapter 10, Acts is the fifth book of the New Testament. We've been in Acts. It's no coincidence that we've been yes. in Acts. If you're newer to connect, you may think that, you know, uh, we just kind of go through one book chapter by chapter, but we don't. This is just kind of I don't of think what, we've ever. ever we, I really don't teaching, really. Teaching. Teaching. In, yeah, 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 correct. I don't ever yeah. think we do. And so God's doing something. And we need to actually, if you're part of this family, uh, recognize that, which I think is beautiful. But um, we, we will not ignore uh, what is going on and what's taking place um, this week in our country and act like nothing has happened. We won't. Um, Friday, we had such a sobering night uh, with Jordan Matthews and shout out to J Matt. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming and being able to be raw and real yes. and have real conversations about the real racial issues that are and have been and continue to be real in our world around us. And uh, that's where we are. Um, and, and as a church, uh, we, we need to grab a hold of this and, and not go through this moment, but actually learn and grow in this moment and be a vehicle for, for hope and light in the midst of this moment. And, um, you know, for some people today, uh, you, you have been traumatized because of this problem. For some of us, we have traumatized. Yes. Whether, whether by our action or maybe by our inaction to actually do something. Yes. We're all in the, regardless of where we're all in the middle of this problem. Um, and, and Danielle and I are not going to be silent about it and we're not going to not let it change us Yeah. as messy as it can be. Right. Cause I'm 52. I'm pretty much set in my ways. I have lots of degrees. I'm pretty much set in my theology, but I've been wrecked this week. Wrecked. And for me, um, I, I have the makeup, both personally as well as, as, well, as well as spiritually, that when I see something, I can't unsee it any longer. It's true. And um, with that awareness comes great unrest. So as Kyle and I have been talking all week, this, I refuse for this to be an, an event for our church. Correct. This, what you are being a part of right now is a complete turn in who we have been up until now and then who God is crafting us to be. Yep. And we're not just, 
it's kind of like the thing that bothers me when, you know, if it's Veterans Day, all of a sudden <laughs> we're aware of veterans. Um, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like all of a sudden we have these one off moments. But this is not who God has called us to be any longer. And we, I just want to have a human moment with you as we proceed and go into this. Kyle and I are going to fumble this today. We're going to, we're going yeah. to make mistakes okay. because like we said before, we're simultaneously awakening to some things that are connected to generations of sin. Correct. Not like, Correct. oh, I didn't even realize I thought like that because that's us cleaning it up. It is, it is rooted in generational sin. So what is being brought up inside of us is not always the easiest to deal with and yeah. keep in, keep in the forefront. But we won't make this an event. I want to make yeah, sure that yeah, I said we won't, yeah, we won't gonna, make this an event, yeah. but we're going yep. to make mistakes. Yep. Yep. For the purpose of today, we're going to, we, we, we get exhausted from trying to be politically correct so, and if you know me, you know I just hate it. But so. because we don't want to offend, and we end up always offending, correct? Because somebody, even just even just terminology tonight, today we're talking yeah, yeah. black, white, brown, Latino, Hispanic, Asian, what, whatever Caucasian, whatever comes out. I pray that you understand the intention of our heart. Yeah. Our intention is not to get. We will. We are working on language, but not. So that we are editing our language. Yes. We're talking about having a revolution inside of our hearts and our spirits so that the language authentically yes. changes. But we may fumble certain yep. things today. We may say something incorrectly. I pray that you continue <laughs> to give us grace as you have as a church as we move forward. And because we are so aware of that as well. So to our black community, our white community, our Asian community, our Latino Every community, we pray that you will see our effort today trying to yes. not, we are not trying to bring unity today. Unity will be the result. Yes, correct. Of ownership of sin and recognition of where we are. And the unity will come church. That is our ultimate goal, but correct. that is not today's goal. How on earth do you, how, how on earth do you have unity if you don't heal? We have an immense racial wound in the midst of us yes. and we have got to talk about how to tend to the, the wound wounds. before we keep telling everybody they should be okay now recognizing that there is a cancer is not treatment yeah. for cancer Good recognizing yeah. that there is cancer does Good not thing. automatically put that person in remission we have got to be willing to work through spiritual chemotherapy with people today so that we can go through treatment together because there is one thing to know that someone has a cancer and says, well, you know what? I really hope you get over that. Yeah. Instead of going into that chemo room and being someone when they put that chemo in their arm and walking through that with them and their families and apologizing for realizing that you have contributed to factors that have made them weak. That is what today is about. And we're doing it yep. through the word. We're not going to do it politically. We're not going to do it through our community. And ultimately, we will then be in a position to have real unity. Sorry, I don't even, yeah, I don't no, even sorry know for that. Go. where all good. we are. That is, it's, it's the Holy Spirit drop down. And that's what we need. 
And guys, that's that's why we're in Acts 10. And this is what we're going to look at today. I don't think it's any mistake. That's why I keep saying we have to look at this. God is is sovereignly brought us here in this text. What we're going to see is probably one of the most transformational moments in church history, maybe in human history. Because because in the beginning of Acts, if you remember, Jesus already told us to go all over into into the four corners of the earth and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's either all or none. And that's why the title of our message today, it's not just all for one. It's all or none. We're in. God is saying everyone, everyone. And and what what, what we're going to see is that God in this text, God's calling the early church on the carpet. And I believe through the quarters of time and space, he's calling the church of America today on the carpet. Yes. On the carpet for dealing with people as common for there's some clean, some clean and some of those who need to get cleaned up. Like we're clean, you know, you better get on this side. And he's calling for immediate change, immediate action. He doesn't give Peter an option not to. He's calling for immediate action. And, the, and in the graciousness of our God in this moment, which is so incredible, is that he's saying, look, I want you to know there's I have no tolerance, no time at all for division of any kind. That has never been my plan. It's never going to be my plan. The ground is level at the foot of the cross, and I won't tolerate for it to be unequal ground any longer in any way possible. We all are going to stand on common ground, and if someone is not on common ground, we're going to lift them up to the ground that is at the foot of that cross, and that's the place. On that ground, there could be healing racially, culturally, spiritually individually and corporately. Mm -hmm. That's what this is about today. And so we're just, this is what God says. We're going to read it. We're just going to hop in. We're going to look at two different, uh, we're going to start in verse one and get down to uh, hop down. But it says at Caesarea, there was a man by the name of Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all of his family were devout God fearing. He gave generously to those who were in need and prayed to God regularly. Uh, uh, One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision He distinctly, by the way, that's again a part of what God is doing, a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who who came to him and said, Cornelius. And Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a moral offering before God. Now send men. This man is not what we would consider saved yet. This man does not know Jesus yet. And God is still moving in power. Now, now send men to Joppa to bring back a man by the name of Simon, who, who was called Peter. He is staying at Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. Go down to verse 9. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop at, at the sixth hour at noon to pray. And he became hungry. There's so much in here. We can't even hop in at all. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. Again, the fulfillment of Joel 2.28, the fulfillment of Acts 2.17 dreams and visions and saw the heavens opened up something like a great sheet descending being let down by its four corners come on the four corners of the earth in it were all kinds of animals reptiles and birds of the air and there came a voice to him rise peter kill and eat and peter said by no means lord no lord no for i've never eaten anything in this uh, that's common or unclean the voice came to him again a second time what god has made clean don't you dare call common this happened three times and the thing was taken up uh, a third time up into heaven. Three times. Three is the number of perfection. God didn't do something once. He said, I'm going to do it. The Father says it. 
The son says it. The spirit says it. I want you to know that the, all three of us are giving voice to this moment. It's not just a voice of one. It is the voice of all three. It is the reflection of the heart of the Trinity of God, that there is no clean and unclean. We're doing it together. And I just want to bring to the forefront a couple of the things that God showed me uh, in the passage, but as it relates to our situation. The first thing is that when we see um, God, the spirit of God, however you want to address, because we have a, we have a God, an angel coming, which is yeah. right. It's like, this, these are not separate entities from God. So, okay. So God is speaking to Cornelius and God is speaking to Peter and he purposely in both texts calls them by name. It's the first thing that popped out at me. He called Cornelius Cornelius. He called wow. Peter Peter. He didn't identify them from any particular station in life. He, what we just said, and you always hear me say, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. He leveled the ground. And what he said by doing it the way that he did it is that he was giving equal worth yes. to both groups of people, even before God knew there was equal power in both groups. Wow. Say that so again. Yeah, he yeah. was saying by calling Peter, Peter and calling Cornelius, Cornelius. And here's the thing. Could Peter say at that moment that he had a visit from the angel then? No, no. that's not how God dealt with him. Cornelius did. Cornelius got that. Cornelius had, and I'm going to say it in a minute, yeah. but Cornelius had an experience with an angel. And Peter went into a trance and had the spirit of God speak to him. Cornelius didn't. So what does that tell us? That tells us that by calling them by name and by giving them their own intimate experiences with God, they were of equal worth, yes. even though God knew that as of yet, they had equal power in their community. So he's giving them expressions. Peter without Cornelius, he he's not doing anything. Right. All right. And Cornelius without Peter, no help. understanding. Right. God used those intimate standalone expressions of intimacy with him and brought them together and intertwined them. And Peter knew that his assignment was to speak of the change. He wasn't assigned to bring the change. He was assigned to speak on the change. He understood that he was compelled by the truth and yes. then he was compelled to yep. bring the truth. Yep. And then he knew that God was saying that he would compel others with the truth. Peter had to be willing to unhinge his jaw and speak the truth and trust that as he brought forth the truth, that the truth would make its way into the hearts of others. Yes. Right now, we're trying to figure out what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? The first thing that has to, has to happen to us is that we have to realize that God is calling our name. He will give us an intimate experience. It will be of equal worth with everyone else that is experiencing him. We may need to make way for power to then be the same. And we're going to talk about that next week because we realized there yeah, is no is way to get through everything that God is being yeah, was no. putting into us today. And we're not even going to try because why? Because it's not an event. We're turning. So and then when we have when, when what are we supposed to do? We have to be arrested by the truth. And then we have to be willing to speak that truth, not convinced. We don't have the power to convict. 
The Holy Spirit has yes, that power. Correct, correct. And that's me correct. yielding yep, to him yep. and trusting that you take that yep. and I've got this. And my part in this right now is to be changed yes. by listening, be changed and then act yes. and make sure that I stay in my lane of how I'm supposed to bring that and that I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah, no, I, I, yes. Uh, I, you know, when I, when I, when I read these verses, I think the thing that kind of, especially in light of what's going on, what, what jumped out at me is the enemy's constant scheme. That's right there to constant. divide us constant. I mean, it's all the time, you know, Paul tells us in Ephesians six to beware of the enemy's schemes. Let me help you out. The root of the enemy's scheme, the, at the root of every scheme of the enemy is separation. Mm-hmm. At the root of every scheme, God, he, he wants to separate you from God and he wants to separate, God. if he can't do that, he wants to separate God's people from God's people. There he, that he is, he's a constant divider. We see it. Yes, he, he, he started in the garden. He, oh, he started in heaven. Come on. He started, yes, and then he, yes. then he brought it to the garden. Yes. Chapter by chapter, we can, we'll, we'll probably look at that maybe some next week. In Acts, he constantly tries through different schemes to bring division into the house by offense, mm-hmm. by disappointment, by pain, by bitterness, by shame. All the things that are real right now, that's what the enemy's trying to do because, because, because uh, division is at the root of every scheme he's got. Mm-hmm. Sin is a separator, D. Yeah. Right? I mean, Rebellion is a, is a divider. The angels, a third of them fell. I know. They didn't fall from, from no, perfection. From perfection. And he still was not. He was not happy enough just to be able to fall no. and cause destruction. He had to take a third of them with him, and they have power. And, and so that's why we're seeing it yes, actually have power, power to destroy. And and he wasn't happy with just having power on earth. He wanted to separate God's yes. people from God on earth. Yes. And then once the church, because he can't overthrow the church. So how how can we dismantle the church? We we can divide it. We can divide its people. And you know, uh, uh, Isaiah fifty nine two says that sin separates me from God, even his face. There's yeah. this intimacy there. So here, here's here's what kind of hopped out of me because here's where, where we struggle with this because, because the natural state of humanity is that we are born, the fallen state of humanity, we're born in separation from God. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels, separation feels natural. It's very familiar. Division feels very familiar to us, right? It, it, it's, it, it's, it's alluring. Because it, it's hard to tell that something's wrong. It's hard to tell yeah. that it's the enemy when it feels natural. This feels comfortable. This is what this is feels right. So our spirit, our soul inside of us, it, it, it doesn't recognize it as the enemy because it feels that way. And, you know, for me, I had to come to terms with this this week on something. You've heard me say that probably a thousand times. You know, I love Dr. King. I love Dr. King. You see, he's been transformational in my life. And I love one of the things he used to say that, you know, uh, uh, 11 a.m. is the most segregated hour in American history, I, uh, in America still today. And I would, I, I would be like, "Yep, that's true." Except for us, mm-hmm. except for us, we're good until this week. Until what I really realized, um, and 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 I, I I realized that I grew up in a locker room. I don't mean just because I played football. My dad was a coach, so I constantly grew up in the locker room. Having multi-ethnicities around me is natural. It's the natural state I grew up in. Not having them around me seems weird. Now, it's a bonus. It's a bonus that the kingdom of God says we should be multi-ethnic. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't purposed. Correct. But it's also like I didn't, still didn't see the plan of the enemy that still brought 
division in the midst of that because what I realized this week, what I realized is that we have a segregate. I mean, uh, we have a non-segregated service, but we do not have a unified church. We we don't. We 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 we're not celebrating each other's strengths. We're not coming along each others and lifting up each other's weaknesses. Like First Corinthians twelve says. Here's what I realized, and this is probably the, the the hard thing for me to say, is I think that I've settled for an inclusive church. And we've, we, we, we have settled for being inclusive rather than being in unity. And, and like, we've I really called think that we should unity. say that we, because we were talking about this yesterday. Okay, just stay with me here. So when, when we just remember that Peter is still to Peter that he was. Okay. So this is not like, this is not a brand new, perfect Peter that's right. doing this. Okay? Right, 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 so right. Peter is just like us. Like yeah. he's just trying to get it together. Yeah. Okay. So Peter, that's right. Can I say that? That's why I love when he goes, I've never eaten anything wrong. I'm like, dude, you are such a rebel. You go I tell know, me you've I never, you, you didn't get drunk one night, Pete. Come on yes. somebody and had, had a yeah. Twinkie. Come on yeah. somebody. But I hear Twinkie now. I don't even know where I'm going. Um, <laughs> uh, inclusive and, uh, inclusive and uh, unity. Oh, yes. So but we're reading the word, right? Remember how for the week for weeks up to now we've been talking about how how it was not by an, by accident. The word purposely kept telling us over and over and over and acts. They were in one accord. They were in one accord. Yeah. They were in one accord. But I turned to Kyle the other day and I said, but were they inclusive? Yeah, correct. Yes, correct. I don't theologically good luck with that. Good luck figuring yeah. that out because they were in one accord, but they had yet to be inclusive within that unity. Correct. So that's what Kyle is talking about today. When we, when it was painful for us to realize what our black community, what our Latino Asian, fill in the blank, and any any community but white has endured in church including in our service, because there has been a, an amount of tolerating yeah. that you've had to endure. And because it wasn't overt, it is easy for the white community to still read everything as being unified and that equating yeah. to inclusive. Yeah. And, and here's, here's, here's the, here's what we have to be aware of right now. If you right now are hearing your soul say, no, mm -hmm. no, you're in good company because that's the first thing Peter said. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's natural. Yeah. Like uh, we, I, I, we need it. Like I, there's no condemnation in that because it's the first thing that my soul says because yeah. I don't want to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And Kyle's going to talk about that, the, the being wrong thing in a second. But um, I kept focusing in on the first thing that Peter really said was <laughs> no, no. no, not like I've never done it wrong. That came right afterwards. That was then when he, it's kind of like when you are being brought to court, you have to put in your plea, yeah. guilty, not guilty. And then you build your case. Yeah. And we get distracted by, well, I've never done this or I've never done that. Or, and that's what we're saying. Well, I've never thought of myself as a racist or I've never, I've never, but the first thing that Peter said to God was no to God. To, to God. God, Peter again. <laughs> to we, God. we moved Peter over to that like holy Peter with right, the right, right. halo over his head. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing he did, yep. 
even though he's been living in one accord, even though he's been seeing miracles, even though he's been performing signs and wonders, the first thing he said to God was no. Why? (laughs) Because we have to recognize, church, our very first knee-jerk reaction to when God wants to bring that inclusion is no. White people, don't argue with me right now. (laughs) Because that's what's messing this up. Because we are already to the, I've never done that, and you don't know what I've endured. That's correct. And that doesn't make what I'm saying any less true. Because it's not a part of how you feel that you have or have not been conditioned in a community. It's about sin. We will never trump the root sin of rebellion with being raised in a nice family structure. We are talking about something that is seated in the spirit of all humanity. Your nice parents do not trump that. We have to identify that we have been born into a lineage of sin. So because of that, it has created a pathology of pain inside of us. One that we have experienced, but another that we have caused. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then it does get reinforced. By the way, Romans 7 says, this isn't so, even saved people. So you can say, yeah, but I I was dealt with, that dealt with on the cross. Nope. Paul says, who's way holier than all of us. So let's get that on this other thing. He says, why do I always do what I don't want to do? Why? Because there's this thing inside of me that says no to God all the time. I have to keep submitting that, yielding. And that's a tough thing. That's what we're talking about. Because what happens is in this moment when we say no, is that we 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 that no becomes reinforced by our own sense of kind of self-righteousness, right? Yeah. No, I won't change. Why? Because I didn't do anything wrong. I haven't done anything wrong here. And our soul starts to justify why we say no. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what Peter did. He said, Well, what? no, God, I've never done anything wrong. I love that. I've done that so many times. I didn't do anything wrong. And then do you know what God's response was? Yep, but you didn't do everything everything right either. Yep. You're right. You didn't do. I'm not saying you did anything wrong there. I'm saying you haven't done by you haven't done everything right, and therefore by nature you haven't you've done things that are wrong. Yes. And, and you know this is what Jesus is doing with the Pharisees the entire time, the entire time. They're like we're we're doing everything right, and he's like, look, Matthew 23, 23. This verse I've used a thousand times for tithing. I'm gonna this this is the this is the crux right here. Jesus says to the Pharisees, "Whoa, you hypocrites." He's like, you give a tenth of your mint, of your cumin, of the littlest, of the littlest herb. You'll even give a tenth of the smallest little thing. But you ignore the weightier matters of the law, the things like justice and mercy and faithfulness. You should have done the first without giving up and still do the latter. He's saying both of these two things. And 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 so I it's so easy. It's so easy to do because I've been like. Um, this is what I do. And I know, come on, somebody, I know you guys are out there to do the same thing. I tithe. I tithe. I'm not, I'm, I, I tithe. And, and, and by the way, I tithe and I know other people don't tithe. So that makes me at least, mm-hmm. hey, I tithe. I'm not breaking the law, God. I'm, I'm not breaking the law. And then he comes back and says, yeah, but how are you doing on justice? And I'll be like, I don't do anything that is unjust. And he goes, yeah, but how about, which is a lie, by the way, anyway. Right. But which is just self-soothing of, yes. of my own guilt and shame um, and pride. But 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 then he'll say, yeah, but have you gone to the aid of those who have suffered injustice? There's two sides to justice. And let me define justice. And let me define. How about mercy? How are you doing with mercy? Well, I mean, I give away mercy yeah, to, the, to everyone who is not experiencing mercy at the moment. 
And, and these are the things you, in, 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 the, in, in our churches, D, we, in this Western church in particular, we focus so much on the sins of commission, the things that yes. we do or don't do, yes. rather than the sins of omission. That's what Jesus yes. is talking about. You're omitting this entire side, and it's still sin. Yes. You may not be thinking you're doing something wrong, but you're not doing everything right. Therefore, it's still sin. That's why Paul has to say in Philippians 2, 3 and 4, uh, don't get, you know, consider others better than yourself in humility. Think of somebody else. Don't look at your own interests. Look at the interests of others. And and I think, you know, the tricky thing is the tricky thing is uh, I was helping. I thought in my mind I was helping others by what I was doing. What do I mean by that? I have this kingdom excellence. Um, and like Peter, in my heart, I'm saying I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything to help people. And my soul is like, good boy, good boy, good boy. You're helpful. Um but I wasn't doing everything that was right either. Here's the issue that my view of kingdom excellence and your view of kingdom excellence is still being filtered through our cultural proclivity, uh, uh, the things that we are uh, most drawn to, most connected to, this proclivity to be able to be connected to something that, that we have seen as our ideal, that's been championed for us as our ideal. Um, and uh, the best, like even when I, even my view of best is still filtered through this cultural proclivity that says, this is what best looks like. For me, what best looks like is do good, man, yeah. sacrifice, obey, man, make sure that you're following the word, strong leadership, make sure that you have things structured and authority. I mean, community is important and it's important because that's where we serve. That's where we. Well, I give. That that's where I right. right exactly. That's well, I what I'm give saying. so that we can help. So even so, and and and, and I can say, and we're helping. Right. So my soul is, Correct. you're not doing anything wrong, but am I doing everything right? And, and not that, and not just anything, like everything right. Everything right. Like he is put, he is putting us to the when we say don't consider yourselves better, you know. Oh, and it's, it's like just, but that even, verse crushed me this week again. But even the connotation, how our human soul, like. Oh, I pray the church, I pray the church recognizes what I'm about to say because it is so ugly to recognize it in yourself. But like, don't consider others like less than, right? Correct. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll consider them the same as me. Instead of, I, I have been saying to yeah. Kyle, the us and the them, it's so skewed. The us is Father, Son, Son and Holy, and Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's the them. The them. <laughs> No, that's the them, right? Sorry, that's the them. And all of humanity is the yes. us and the we. So when we're like, oh, I'll consider you as good as me. He's like, no, I'm. you're over there. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, 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 that yeah. Yeah. you yep. have to help yep. each other be considered yep. something because we are everything and you are nothing. Absolutely. And but we sit there, even in that, the way that we interpreted that, and, and I, I, I don't know. No, you're good, yeah. you're good, good. We're, we're good. Um, I don't want us to say like, oh, then I'm going to purpose to consider everybody equal. Because remember I was talking about equal worth. It's like, but we're still saying like, oh, so we're here. I mean, we're God's up there. But we're, up, we're here and someone is feeling less than, I will consider them the same. And God's like, okay, so this is where everyone's yeah. starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then when I tell you to consider someone because – there's going to be things where someone's better than you, Danielle, and there's going to be things where you're going to be. And so the way that this gets, this is the way that you rise. Yes. Like this. Yes. Not like saying like you're, oh, I'm going to help consider you. No. 
Everybody is here and we can only have this by that interwoven understanding that the worth is there, even though the power is not there yet. The worth is there because God has individual experiences with all of us. Go, go then right to uh, Acts 10, 28, because okay. I, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll okay. wrap something up at the end what, right. what you just said. But but this is the crux of it. Seeing. So, so we should probably tell them then. So so then. Peter then goes back, and then the Jewish people. Do we? I don't even remember. Do we tell them that part? <laughs> the Jewish people question, "What are you doing, Peter?" So it says that Peter told them exactly what God had spoken to him. Yeah, and he just reiterates it next. And we're not. And we're gonna. We're gonna. We, next week we're going more into Acts eleven. And I actually. No, but Acts 10, 20, 29, What he's talking about? Yeah, you're about talking about the, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, so when he so when he is telling them the story of what God had showed him. He says something. I'm going to end with this this week. It's going to actually we'll kind of pull us into, into, yeah, into yeah, next yeah. week. And so then God, Peter says that God. I need He's telling Cornelius. He's telling Cornelius. He goes I'm to Cornelius. So glasses. Peter goes to Cornelius's household and family, and he and and yes. in this expression, he's telling them what God said and how it translates. Because church, His word needs to be the catalyst. But change has to happen. So we can't just affirm the word. There has to be action behind the word. This is yeah. where he goes. So Peter says that God has said to him to not treat people common or unclean anymore. The Gentiles, yes. Yes. common or unclean. And next week, we're going to go into some things that God has shown me about that in a deeper level. But this is the thing that I want to say, leave with you today from my vantage point. When I looked into those words, the first word, the first word we're going to talk about is unclean. So impure because, because of being tainted by sin. When you think that someone is unclean, what your soul, even subconsciously, yep. Yep. is telling you yep. is that they have been tainted yep. by something wrong, something evil, something hateful, something less than. So it gives you permission. Again, it's not even consciously gives you permission to treat someone as unclean. We're yep. seeing it in our community left and right. And why does this matter? Because in a minute, I'm going to tell you why. The other word that God's, Peter said, God showed me not to treat people as common and unclean. This leveled me. Yeah. The word this common that's used there is krinos. And this is what it means. Not only does it mean reducing what God calls holy, but this is what devastated me. It's the stripping of way away of someone's sacredness. It is the stripping away of someone's sacredness. So when we think of someone as common, what we are truly doing is we are stripping away someone's sacredness, what God has deemed holy. And again, white community, hear, hear what I'm saying right now. You may not be aware because you have conditioned yourself not to hear those words and let them get to your cognizant mind. But that does not mean that it is not alive and well. With every side eye glance that your soul gives a situation and scenario, every person, it comes out of us. In the most unguarded moments, in our language, we don't need to fix our language. That's why I said what I said yeah. earlier. This is about something that needs to be healed inside of us. When we don't know whether it's safe, we were we've been talking about with our team and a million things. We don't know, is it safe? Is it honorable? 
is it is it rude to say now that Black Lives Matter? I watched. I'm gonna put yeah. a plug here, but I just feel like Dr. Phillips, Dr. Anita Phillips. Yeah, brilliant. One of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. I can't even find her Instagram. Find the sermon that she preached at TD Jakes's Good churches. Ground. Good ground is mm -hmm. a couple months ago, right before the pandemic hit. She has revolutionized my understanding of what I have been doing wrong. But we have to understand that there is something inside of us that is already assigning labels to people. We don't even need to be aware of it to be active in it. Correct. So that's what needs our holy attention. Yes. We will never give back worth to anyone when we don't recognize that we have stripped it first. Yes. There has yes. been a stripping yes. that we yes. have been a yes. part of that we have not owned. Black Lives Matter. Yes. yes. She explained. She's like, we didn't have the word two in there. Black Lives Matter too. We thought it was inferred, but apparently it was not. What we're trying to say to you is that Black Lives Matter too. When I had that understanding, I was like, woe to me that I have not understood that. But the reason that some of us have not understood that is because we haven't understood the root pain. So in that scripture, when the gen, when the, yeah. when the Jews have lights turning off for them, it says they stopped pushing back. They started to praise God. And they said, Oh, we understand now that the Gentiles also have the privilege of repenting for their sins too. Yeah. And have eternal life. When white people yeah. talk about this, we're like, oh, we realize that Gentiles have the ability to go to heaven too. But that's not what God is saying. God is speaking to them. No Jew, no Gentile, no black, yes. no white, no Latino, no Asian. Let me under explain this to you. Let me put this down for you. You all have the privilege to repent of the same sin. And then I, in the goodness of who I am, give you the gift of eternal life. I'm not giving someone else the gift of eternal life. That's why I don't have the right to be like, oh, I'm going to consider you just as good as I am. Yeah. No, we are all we are all made good because of who he is. Yes, correct. And that's what's been missing in our community, the healing of the supernatural truth of God. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we're gonna we're we're gonna keep talking about this. Um, we're gonna talk about the fact that we realize that uh, the the lie that we have right now in in on our team and for our church is this sense of we have a multi ethnic church. We're gonna talk about that how God is unraveling that in in me and us. And really looking at how do we actually do that in real life, in real life. Um, and what Danielle just said is without a shadow of a doubt, the heartbeat of what God is saying. Peter was screwed up because Eve, he, his, his view of God's word in the kingdom was still Jew, Gentile, clean, unclean. Yes. We can bring them into us and God is unraveling the us. There's a us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes. And then there's everyone else who has the privilege to repent of their sins. And what a great God that we have that gives us the grace to repent of our sins. And no matter where you find yourself this morning in the midst of all this, and 
Um, uh, Jake and I were talking this week about how often uh, we we have said, and we and, and our friends have said, we're not racist. We have, you know, I have I have black friends, or I have white friends, or I have Asian friends, and then we go, oh, but it's not enough not to just be not racist. There needs to be a change to be anti. It's not just enough to be a good person. There needs to be a change to be a submitted servant of the king. And that's what we're, that's what the spirit of God is calling all of us to this morning. And maybe today you have found yourself angry or ashamed or, or in pain. And maybe the face of that, as we've heard so often this week, the face of that pain has been the church. And, and therefore the pain of that has been God. And, right. and, uh, and he uh, has to be the most heartbroken out of all of us because for God so loved you, he gave everything so that you and I could come to him full of all the crap that's inside of us and still him saying, Cornelius wasn't even saved yet. He didn't even call out to Jesus yet. And God so loved him. He showed up and said, come on, I've got a way for you. And I want you to know that if the church has hurt you, if I have hurt you, you. if my race has hurt you, if the name of my God has been the thing that has been hurting you. I'm so sorry. And more than that, I want you to know he desperately loves you. And uh, before you ask, we, we ask for forgiveness for us. The truth of the matter is the biggest thing that you, that I want to offer and make sure that you hear today is that he, he longs to be reconciled with you because he desperately is in love with you. And it's so easy today. It really is. It's yeah. simply about yeah. asking Jesus to come into your heart and yes. saying, I'm all in, Jesus. Thank you for loving yes. me. Mm-hmm. And so it, we're going to just do yeah. that together. And and if, if that's where you are today, whether this is the first time you've ever said yes to Jesus, or maybe it's you coming back, maybe you found yourself far from God. Today's the day to reconcile and yes. come back and be Amen. restored by the power of the only thing that can restore you, his love. Amen. Just say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. In the midst of all that I am. In the midst of all that I am. And I'm choosing today. And I'm choosing today. To give you all of my life. To give you all of my life. The good, the bad, and all the ugly. The good, the bad, and all the ugly. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I submit my life to you. I submit my life to you. I yield to your spirit. I yield to your spirit. Change me. Change me. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. That I may know. That I may know. And walk in your love. And walk in your love. I give you all the glory, Jesus. I give you all the glory, Jesus. In your name, I pray. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. We want to thank you so much for praying that with us. It's eternity. Yes. This is eternal. Yes. Church, we've been praying for miracles. Today is a miracle. Mm. This is a miracle. And if you want to understand more of that prayer, if you want to understand, okay, so now what? We have a free book that we would love to gift to you totally for free. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. It was written by one of our pastors, Pastor Rick Campana, and the foreword was written by Carson Wentz. This is the book also that we give out through our food truck, Thy Kingdom Crumb. And if you are aware of it, uh, Thy Kingdom Crumb gave uh, 225 boxes, boxes out this yeah. week at our 1110 South Cornell Avenue um, location. location in Cherry Hill. 
And um, I just want to let you know that this is something we would love to give to you. So there's going to be a link or a, an email address, prayer at the connectchurch.com that you can send this to, uh, or you can, you can ask us for, and we can send this to you um, yeah. as quickly as possible. And uh, always we can have pastors pray for you as well yes. um, and help you walk through this. I yes. uh, want to really encourage you church to keep giving uh, right now. Yes. This is another opportunity to turn around and be generous. Yeah. Uh, give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We're believing that is the spirit of God, his spirit that he says it. Cause that's who he is. He is a giver and overflowing amounts. And yeah. so uh, there's a link there uh, on link tree. You can, you can go uh, yeah. even as we're talking right now yeah. and be a part of giving your giving makes a difference in people's lives. It really, it really I, it's, is. I mean, we can't do there's all no this without it. you. It, it, it just does. Yes. And the truth is church. We want to even do more. Yes. And the more that we are and able to pour in, there is so much more to there's do. More to do. So we, 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 we sold out of the, we sold out. That's the wrong term. We ran out, ran out of those boxes they were free, in, so. <laughs> in 31 minutes. Yes. And, 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 it's, and we, we had long lines of people still waiting. We yes. just didn't yes, have enough. We had to turn people away. We don't want to have to do that again, church. So thank you for, you've been stepping up yes. since we have been here. And I yeah. know that you're going to keep doing it. We have our kids service happening on our YouTube channel now. So if you have families and you want to watch your services together now, yes. I would just encourage you to head on over to YouTube. But church, this conversation has just begun. This understanding has just begun. Join us on Tuesday at 7 p.m. We call that the chat room. We don't even know. We, we call them things now, 7 p.m. prayer. I don't even know what we're good at. God knows what he's doing. We don't know up. what our words, world's going to look like this week, but he does. So we are looking forward to seeing you pray for our city and our nation. Pray for the peace. Pray pray that God's true peace is found. We love you, and, church. And 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 hang on. Uh, listen, if you're new, hang on for the meetup. The meetup. Please immediately hop into it. Yes. Immediately following this. Our team would love to get to know yeah. you and pray over you. We love you, church. We, we love you, church. All the time. Yes, we are. God bless you guys. Can't wait to see you this week. We miss you.